everybody and welcome to a very early morning edition of the WTF1 podcast and Tommy and I are currently live on Twitch, WTF1 official if you want to go over there and sub, but we're on Twitch this early because we've had two quite big pieces of breaking news this morning. The first is that Mick Schumacher will not be racing at Haas next year, they have ended their contract, they've not renewed it for 2023, but the Probably bigger piece of news is that Nico Hulkenberg is back full-time in Formula One. Tommy, what are your first reactions to that news? First reactions are not hugely surprised because it sounded like it was going to happen. Um, However, if you'd have told me this at the start of the year, that going into 2023, after we had a Mazepin and Mick Schumacher in that car, that we'd go into 2023 with Kevin Magnussen and Hulkenberg in the same team, I'd have basically been like, what are you smoking? I'd have been that guy that's that, that's always in the, the comments of our uh, predictions when we say anything slightly crazy, going, what are you smoking? Um, I have some of what Tommy's smoking. <clears throat> I'm convinced Netflix just decide these uh, driver lineups now. We've got Ocon and Gasly together that don't like each other, Hulkenberg and Magnussen that... I think they've they've made up, haven't they? Really, but the that whole that that's just perfect for Drive to Survive, isn't it? Next year they can do a whole piece on it. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be an entire episode. Uh, but yeah, quite a, a shocking bit of news. If maybe you're a Mick Schumacher fan, I know that there's been talks that his contract, obviously, it's sort of the last seat to be decided, the half seat for next year. And Mick, although he has had some great performances this year, he's also had quite a few low points. I think it's fair to say this season he's managed to split his card twice in two very expensive shunts one in Monaco and one during Saudi qualifying, which meant he couldn't even race the next day because the car was in such a bad way. Um, And then, of course, FP1 in Suzuka, where the session had actually finished and he lost control of the car and ruined it. So he's had a lot of costly crashes this year. But do you feel like this was the right decision from Haas to, to drop him? Or do you think they should have given him another year so he would have been there for three years hmm this is a difficult one it's because... an important question it's the one Gunter Steiner was asking himself it is um this isn't going to be very popular because I've done a poll and uh who would you rather have at house 61 percent of our twitch chat said Mick Schumacher 25 percent Hulkenberg 14 percent someone else Mick Schumacher for me is a tricky one I think his surname both helps and hinders him in the fact that, yes, um, it's perhaps made it better for him that he's been able to make his way through the ranks and get better drives and then be able to, you know, get get the seat after, dare I say, quite a, dare I say, a mediocre F2 championship. Um, <gasps> yeah, I could see people in the chat going, don't say it, don't you dare. But... It was a it was a mediocre F2 championship. I think he has been a bit overrated. But the other side of that is the fact that maybe we just think that he should be better because his surname's Schumacher. Like maybe there's nothing wrong with a driver just being pretty good, not not Michael Schumacher good. 
do you, do you get what yeah. I mean? So, so maybe maybe that also is the flip side of the the Schumacher thing that it's not just it's not just the fact that you've got that side. It's also the fact that there's big expectation. So, yeah, it's a tough one. I think that is fair. I'm sure I've read somewhere that in his junior career he didn't actually race with the surname Schumacher because of having yeah the on in it. karting and stuff. Yeah, um, I think that was the case. And then, yeah, when he started because he kind of was fairly anonymous it wasn't too uh built up and then as soon as he got into you know the f3s and stuff um and started racing a schumacher it was like oh my god and there was like big hype around it and things like that so yeah yeah well poor mick he's he's done a statement which which actually i can pull up now which we put on twitter obviously this has been done it was done very early on a Thursday morning for us, but for Abu Dhabi time, I assume it's probably like a 9am sort of announcement before all the chaos of media day ensues, which is why some people might have woken up this morning and been like, what on earth? Why is the announcement so early? But Mick shared this statement almost seconds after Haas did theirs saying, this is going to be my last race with Haas F1 team. I don't want to hide the fact that I'm very disappointed about this decision not to renew our contract. Nevertheless, I would like to thank both Haas F1 and Ferrari for giving me this opportunity. So hinting that the Ferrari Driver Academy situation is over too. Those years together have helped me to mature both technically and personally. And especially when things got difficult, I realized just how much I love the sport. It was at times bumpy, but I steadily improved, learned a lot, and now know for sure that I deserve a place in Formula One. The subject is anything but close for me. Setbacks only make you stronger. My fire burns for Formula One and I will fight hard to return to the starting grid. PTW. I don't know what that means. I'm afraid I'm not down with the kids. PTW? That's what he's ended it with. PTW. Push <laughs> the wheel. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> Maybe people that are actually, you know, down with the kids on the internet can let us know what that means in the chat on Twitch. But prove them wrong. On Urban Dictionary, we've got pay to win. Posting oh. to watch. Lots of things I cannot repeat on this Twitch stream. <laughs> Professional time waster. Oh, okay. Well, lots prove of them wrong. Prove them okay. Wrong. okay. That makes much more sense. Um, so, yeah, and we've got a, a poll that's currently going on in the Twitch, which is saying, who would you rather have at Haas in 2023? And 58% of people said that they would have kept Mick Schumacher rather than getting somebody else. So it's a tricky one, but there are a lot of fans out there who are big Mick fans, who also happen to be big Seb fans and big Ricardo fans and maybe big Latifi fans. So this is a big hit for them. Yeah. <laughs> Losing another driver off the grid next year that has got a massive backing. Um, a lot of fan fans, favorites so. all going in Abu Dhabi. This Sorry to remind you, Katie. Brutal. Um, yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, I don't know the the thing with this announcement, and uh, feel free to share your take on it as well. Hulkenberg, I don't think Mick Schumacher has been absolutely woeful that he shouldn't deserve a seat. I don't think he's been amazing enough to maybe even deserve a seat. I can, I'm kind of, I can see it going both ways with Mick. Basically, I can see why they've done it. And that's not just me sitting on the fence. That's me seeing it from both sides because I think it has been an extremely tough call for Haas because 
at the end of the day, he has smashed up cars. He has, um, yeah, he has smashed up cars and stuff and not, maybe not wowed. I know a lot of people have mentioned that his um, strategy hasn't been great mm. a lot of the time and maybe he's been the one that's left um, left out on worse strategies and things. But the fact that Hulkenberg, of all people, has come back now, don't get me wrong, I think Hulkenberg is an excellent driver and will get Haas a lot of solid results, which they need. For me, I just look at this whole situation and go like, what is wrong with the young talent in Formula One at the moment? Because where I, I can't I can't believe that Hulkenberg is back. Um, I think he's a great <laughs> driver. Mad, eh? <laughs> and I'm not this isn't me rinsing Hulkenberg because I think he'll do a better job than Mick. Um, that might be an unpopular opinion, but I think he will be a solid driver. But I just can't believe that there's not any really, really, really um, bleep hot talent that are like knocking on the door now where there's absolutely no way that they're getting it. And we've had to resort to Nico Hulkenberg getting a seat, Nick DeVries getting a seat. No offense to him, but like, do you know what I mean? Like he's he's going to every single team. It's wild. No, I agree. Uh, someone in the chat actually said, "Have you seen the clip of Bottas telling Joe where to pass?" Which would have been um, in the most recent Grand Prix in Brazil. If Mick had someone like that, he would have definitely improved. My argument to that is, if he needs somebody to tell him when to break, he shouldn't be in Formula One. Savage but true. Yeah. Like I, I completely understand. He's had you a know, lot of I mentors his whole just... career, right? You can't yeah. really, of all the drivers to say that they haven't had any support, Mick Schumacher is probably one I'd say has had one of the most supports. Like the literal FIA president, John Todd, has been very supportive of him through his whole career. You know, Vettel's taken him under his wing and stuff like that. So, yeah, Seb's, Seb's been brilliant. Yeah, I keep thinking back to this note that Seb left some fans like halfway through the year when he announced his retirement. He's like, now I'm going, please support Mick. <laughs> and it's like, oh, well, that didn't really work out either. So we'll have to find somebody else to channel our love through another driver. But yeah, um, lots of talk that maybe future things for Mick could involve a reserve drive at Mercedes. They're currently mm -hmm. without one for next year. Um, with Nick DeVries, as we mentioned, going to Alpha Tauri, Stoffel Van Dorn taking Hulkenberg's spot at Aston Martin, and also would be quite wholesome because obviously that's where Michael came back and ended his career. So there's that nice family link there. Otherwise, there's talk that maybe he could take that Williams seat if for some reason Logan Sargent doesn't get enough super license points, which I'd imagine he'd snap up. I think. Williams could be a good fit as well like he seems to be a very intelligent driver Mick and you know both in the car and away from the car and I feel like he's somebody that maybe would appreciate the history that a team like Williams has so that would be I think a, a good fit but it depends on what Logan Sargent's gonna do yeah where would you think where would you like to see Mick well we've got to remember he's only 23 years old and he's just a baby. He's just a baby. A lot of people, you know, we've seen Nick DeVries come back at the old age of 27, which is old in Formula One now, apparently. Um, he's still got 
chances and we've seen drivers before that you think there's no way they're coming back Nico Hulkenberg being a perfect example right Kevin Magnussen uh these drivers have come back uh, and returned uh to a, a surprise and that's much later in their career so if they can do it I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we did see Mick Schumacher join a Mercedes build up as a reserve driver Ocon Ocon's a great example uh, he, true. I was trying to think of someone Preacher. that was a bit, a bit younger that maybe was in Formula One for a little bit and then quite early left. So yeah, Ocon was is a great example of that. Um, he was out, came back in, and yeah, it would. I would not be hugely surprised if maybe we saw Mick in the Sauber uh, at some point in a few years, ready for it to be Audi or something like that. Um, yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't I wouldn't categorically say his Formula One career is done. Interesting. Well, I guess it'll be um a point if he does join Mercedes, though that could really ruin the ties with Audi if he does decide to go there in the future. Because I've heard when George Russell spoke about his junior decisions and where he was going to go in his career say he signed a contract with BMW he knew that that would completely tarnish any future relationship with Mercedes because of all these German manufacturers so that I guess that's something to consider but for Mick hopefully there's good opportunities on the horizon now let's dig into Nico Hulkenberg because as we've said a million times in this podcast he is back Lots of people think, why are you going back to Nico Hulkenberg? He had his last full season in 2019. He's had a few reappearances since then, covering for drivers over the pandemic. But like people have said, he kind of it feels a bit like he's had his time. But do you think it's better to go with experience? Nico's got 181 F1 starts to his name. Is experience maybe better than rookies in Hass's case? Yes, I think one thing I do think is that Haas have left themselves a little bit. They probably should have done a bit of future proofing here. However, you know, they've gone back to... I don't understand why Haas need to have two experienced drivers, then go two rookies, then go two experienced drivers. Just have an experienced driver and a rookie, and then the rookie is your future. That's what every other team has shown is the right the right thing to do. So it's an odd choice. Um there's no doubt in my mind, and I know it's a hypothetical thing, but there's no doubt in my mind that if Hulkenberg was in that house this year, he scores more points than Mick Schumacher. However, yeah, I think that's fair. However, I don't know if that necessarily warrants that that's the best way for them to go because they need, you know, a bit of future proofing and and things like that. So it's it's a really tough call and I am I appreciate that I'm sitting on the fence quite a lot with this but I just think it's a really weird driver market at the moment um for me Nico Hulkenberg coming back I think he'll be better but it's not particularly exciting particularly that he'll be in the Haas um he's obviously joining uh you can't speak about Nico Hulkenberg without talking about the whole podium thing um and <laughs> he's he joining the podium in F1 never, like, and neither nobody of ever Haas. mentions it really I know oh, and neither of Haas the only team in Formula One that have never scored a podium and uh Nico Hulkenberg's joining them maybe it's the 
what is it two wrongs make a right kind of thing where it balances out um imagine first race uh so yeah well kevin's first race back he got a p5 so Uh, yeah they got a pole this year you never know he he only wears up (laughs) but yeah no i i do agree i think hulkenberg he's a safe pair of hands i also think that with kmag coming in this year Naturally, F1 drivers, we've spoken about this so many times, will always try and push 100%. But maybe Kevin knew that Mick sometimes wasn't getting the full potential out of the car. And this time with the Nico Hulkenberg coming in, he's going to be like raring to go. He's going to be wanting to show Gunter Steiner that he's made the best decision of his life. And that's going to put a lot of more pressure, in my opinion, on Kevin to perform. So it could be that these two drivers that are both fighting for that top dog seat, they're both experienced, will really push the development of Haas. Or it could be a disaster and they'll just end up (laughs) being a massive fallout and it will be like Alpine 2.0. Yeah, they're going to definitely push each other, whether that's in pace or into the wall. We'll find out. Oh, I um, like it. (laughs) Yeah. I'll tell you who has really done themselves over with this whole situation, though. Go on. Antonio Giovinazzi. The man was literally primed for that seat, in my opinion. He is part of the Ferrari Academy, so it keeps that all happy. And he also has more recent experience in terms of full season than the likes of K-Mag had or Hulkenberg. And he gets his chance in Austin, and he... Puts the car on the barrier after seven minutes. You'll probably find that, yeah. Bins in a practice session. No. Yeah. I never want to hear that Giovinazzi is underrated ever again. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's too early Uh, for these spicy takes. I just just really don't rate Giovinazzi and never have and don't get the the sort of like hype of him. He had his chance, didn't didn't do it. So how long is the Nico Hulkenberg deal? that's a good question. Did they say? Um, I'm not too sure if they did. Because I, I think Kevin's uh, Kevin's is... Uh, two years. So it finishes years. end of next year. Nico Hockenberg's one-year deal. Okay. Mm, interesting. So yeah, I'm looking that's... forward to Hockenberg returning. Um, he'll get a lot of sixth and seventh places for Haas. He will end his contract and then Haas will become podium finishers the year after. Okay. Can you pop another <laughs> poll in the chat and say, ask who is going to finish higher next year, Hulkenberg or Magnussen? Because I'll be interested Oh, that's to see. a good one. That is a good one. Thank you very much. <laughs> so while Tommy is doing that poll, has anybody in the Twitch chat got any questions about this? because there are lots of things to talk about. Lots of people saying K-Mag already without the poll even being live. Oh, there's literally all K-Mags in the chat. Who would you say? So saying Hulk. I'm going to say Hulk as well. Wow. Or maybe I should say K-Mag to balance it out. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed, K-Mag just come off the back of a pole position. I think over the course of the year, I mean, remember Hulkenberg, while he won't get a podium, uh, is racing against Mr. Meatball Flag himself. So that is true, Mr. Meatball Flag. 
Poor guy. I don't get me wrong. Kevin, um, I think, is unbelievably quick, but he's also um, known for maybe potentially being a bit over-aggressive at first lap. Lots of people in the chat as well asking about Daniel Ricciardo because man is without a seat next year, which for some people it might seem a surprise as to why Haas haven't poached him and brought him onto the team. But Scott Mitchell-Malm, who is one of the journalists over at the race, which is our sister publication, um, had a chat with Gunter Steiner this morning and said, what about Ricardo?" And Gunter said, he never spoke with me. Not surprised. He still doesn't speak with me. And then said, and jokingly, better not after last weekend when he crashed into us, <laughs> which is mm. fair. But why do you think, do you think Ricardo would just rather not race than race a Haas? Yeah. Do you think he's too proud? Yeah, too proud. Knows they won't be able to offer him an obscene amount of money that he wants um it's not yeah. about the money babe we just need you on the grid it kind of is that's what i'd him, say if it? i was his financial advisor <laughs> i'd say just take a pay decrease this year you know yeah but he won't um no <laughs> he's like i yeah. need to buy more sports cars and yeah exactly more merch. but you're not getting not bitter though shut up that was really um, mean <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the with danny rick there's a lot of rumors now that he might go red bull reserve uh, that yeah, seems quite a strong rumor well. i mean can we just talk about the fact that daniel ricardo then in theory will have left red bull because he didn't want to race alongside max verstappen gone to <laughs> renault and done all right definitely should have stayed there gone to mclaren another sideways step but been absolutely terrible and then just wound back as verstappen's reserve driver not even his teammate. Like that's got that's that's worse than any decision Alonso's ever made. But think how many zeros are on the end of his bank account. I thought you told me it wasn't all about the money. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to take some pros from that situation when you break it down like that. But yeah, no, it is true. Yeah. Lots of people are like, well, I think we said it in our group chat actually. It's a joke to be like, maybe this is a plan all along. Like if Perez and Verstappen fall mm. out, then Ricardo can slot in back. It like we don't think that's going to happen. It's the Verstappen but... master plan that he wanted to throw yeah. Perez under the bus to get his bestie back. Yeah, and then wouldn't have to worry about. Well, I was going to say worry about any drama. There was still plenty of drama when Ricardo and Verstappen were teammates. Right, mm. I think we'll round that up there. It's been lovely chatting with you this morning, Tommy. Hopefully there's no more breaking news to come. I can't deal with any more heartbreak so early in the morning. Uh, but yeah, if you want to join either myself and Tommy or Matt as well, who'll be back from Abu Dhabi later this week, then make sure you do subscribe to us over on Twitch because we'll be doing qualifying watch-alongs and a race watch-along. So hopefully that will be a nice, non-chaotic, lovely race and all of the drivers that are leaving will be able to finish and do their celebratory donuts at the end of the race because we don't want any early retirements. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Sorry if it was a bit all over the place. It's still very early and Tommy and I are still taking in caffeine to wake ourselves up. But yeah, Tommy, final thoughts? Final thoughts um, is that I apologise that I'm very ill at the moment. So I hope I wasn't too uh, making no sense. I hope I wasn't too oh, making that, no that, sense. That's just that didn't make perfect. any sense. That's perfect. There you go. That just sums <laughs> up how I'm feeling right now. But there we go. <laughs> beautiful well thanks so much tommy for taking the time i've got sebastian vettel delusion itis 
yeah oh gosh don't I've listened to so many interviews he's done this week and every single one of them has made me want to cry so <laughs> it's gonna be a great weekend okay we'll see you on the next podcast speak to you soon bye bye